0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Amy and Zoe proudly present our spectacular festival show of Disney magic and imagination in vibrant, melodic audio and electrosynthetic magnetic musical sound, the Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Buzz Podcast.
1: bibbidi boppity buzz podcast, and this is episode one of our new All Things Disney podcast. I'm Amy, and I'm Lorenzo, and we are the hosts, and so excited to start this magical journey together.
0: Yeah! Hey, <laughs> fanfare! <laughs> yeah, a- How do you like our intro? Nice
1: I love little,
0: it. Nice little harkening. It back. takes
1: me. It takes me back. Always, I remember See. watching that in 1995 in Walt Disney World, and it was so cool. And they still do it, but it's It's in, still around, right? It's still around. Okay, good. That's for sure. in the little like, bay near um, all like, the Grand Comedian, contemporary. Oh, it's on water. They do a water they one. They do now. an
0: aquatic one. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Well, it's so still there, there. There's still, still form a touch of it, for sure. As long as it has a little Alice in Wonderland little segment, like.
1: Oh, do
0: so cool uh yeah uh welcome everybody this is exciting Uh, this is this is fun because lord knows i i i can i'm looking for a project to sink my teeth in and this checks all the boxes uh i get to work with a very good friend (laughs) miss amy Boutet. and we get to talk about things we love one of the biggest companies in the world that we love the most the walt disney company
1: yeah and we know that so many other people love it and i think that once you embrace that Disney love, you will always find people who you can spark a conversation with. And that's what hopefully this will be.
0: Now, Amy, there's like hundreds, I would say hundreds, oh. but maybe thousands of podcasts, Disney podcasts to be exact. When you told me this idea, when we started talking about this, I'm like, how are we going to differentiate ourselves? We have to we have to really stand out. And, and what I said was, I think people eventually gravitate to us because of who we are. Yeah. But why should they listen to us?
1: Well, I think that we both come at this from prior knowledge. We're both former cast members in some capacity within the Walt Disney Company. We both are avid goers of the parks. Um, I am a Disney travel expert, um, which means I help people with their Disney vacations. Um, And we're both parents of kids who are also Disney lovers. So we not only have experienced it ourselves, but I think we're like immersed in it. In that, we're like, we're like the target market for Disney right now.
0: We're also those, 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 uh, Disney adults that people hate. Yeah. I try not to fall into that category, but it just, you know, every time I go to the parks, I get really, really excited. And, and the kid in me comes out, you mentioned your former cast member, as was I, I was, I have to go back, back, way back, uh, to what, twenty. I, was tw- I just just turned 21, and I did the, the Disney College program. And I was a cast member at the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. I wore a very uh, flattering teal, green, uh, like, usher suit, sorry, costume. And I also did some time at Star Tours, which was fun. And also the the very missed Drew Carey Sounds Dangerous. It was awful. Don't, I don't, was don't, just don't, thinking don't, about that attraction
1: not too no, long
0: ago. That, that attraction, it, it, it's I love Drew Carey. I love all the things the Imagineers put out, but that one can stay in the in, in the, the in the vault <laughs> in the archives. That one we need to retool. That one that was uh, yeah. that was to get people out of the sun. I think it's like the Frozen.
1: It's the Frozen, yeah. It's the Frozen sing along. Yep. And then do you remember the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. So I mean, there's always something there, but I I think those those definitely have a cult following. And if anybody knows Disney, Disney loves to embrace their um their work. And so obviously Drew Carey was. a big figure on ABC. So I'm not surprised that that made its way Ohio! to Hollywood Studios Cleveland at that Rots. time.
0: Yeah, um, okay. Amy, hopefully we have some bona fides.
1: Yeah. Some bona
0: fides here to, to lure people. You. I mean, at the end of it all, I think we're just going to be, we're just going to hopefully let our enthusiasm, our excitement, our know-how, because I hope, I'd like to think you are a Disney vacation uh, planner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm former producer. I, I worked with ESPN also. I another Disney tie-in, but hopefully we our, our knowledge, our, our excitement, our our just zeal for all things Disney hopefully translates and comes across in this podcast because I mean, if not, why why else? Why why else are we talking into this microphone? Yeah.
1: Well, and I think that the way that our podcast is going to be set up is something that you're not only going to hear the latest and greatest news in regards to Walt Disney Company, but we're also kicking it back to a lot of old school stuff. We're going to talk about Important topics will have kind of a theme towards every podcast episode. We're
0: going to try to tackle some of the news around the parks, the entertainment side of things, anything in the the periphery of the Walt Disney Company. And then we're going to have one big topic, as you mentioned. And I think what are we calling it? Big buzz. The
1: big buzz. So obviously, we've got all the buzzes. We're buzzing. That is the big buzz. And then our last
0: segment. What are you buzzing about?
1: What are you buzzing about? That, that I'm, really <laughs> I'm really excited about. I'm really excited about that one, yeah. too.
0: I'm excited about something. I'm not going to yeah. say just yet. That's okay. the last segment,
1: I'm excited.
0: All right, so you want to get things Let's started? Let's start
1: with the Disney buzz. Buzz, buzz. Um, so we're going to start with some park news. The first big news is Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which is at Epcot, Oof. received a really big award called the Thea Award. The
0: Thea Award. That is an acronym, I assume.
1: It's... Well, it's basically about, you know, theme entertainment. And so okay. they're whole aspect is that they won an award for this attraction. And if you've been on this ride, which Lorenzo has not. I have not. And
0: I'm, I'm hating it. I but think it's
1: one of the best roller coasters I've ever been I'm, on.
0: That's what I've heard. I've heard nothing but rave reviews. I'm a huge Marvel fan. Uh, Gardens of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind. I've heard so much about it. The fact that it's like, like many of the, some of the newer rides has multiple permutations.
1: Mm-hmm. You get a
0: different song each time yep. you go on, right?
1: So I, most people... The attraction to this ride is one, they're big Guardians of the Galaxy or Marvel fans. But I think the coolest part is that every time you ride it, you can basically be on a different track, but it's more like what song Wait, you're on. Which so there's multiple tracks? It. It's not multiple tracks per se, but it's each one's a little uniquely different. Based upon the song you get, it can change your whole experience. So most people say, and I just did this poll on my um, Insta story not too long ago, most people say that their favorite song is September. Just, to, but, but
0: I was going to say, like, I've I've read enough about Cosmic Rewind. I've mm-hmm. seen the commercials and I haven't read too much about it because I don't want to spoil it for myself.
1: Well, I you remember, won't cuz every time you get it Yeah, but how
0: many tra- how many song tracks are there?
1: six tracks. Six? Yeah. And I haven't I haven't done all of them.
0: September's pretty good. That's I mean my, my wife and I are huge Earth yeah. Wind and Fire fans and September I've is I September.
1: Um my last one I got Blondie. So I mean, there's cool. It's really cool. And I'm not surprised if they won because if you've been on this ride, I think it does not disappoint. Um, I love their photo pass for it. I think any ride that has a good photo pass, I think is like awesome. And um, if you love those characters, it's just iconic. And if you know Disneyland, so Disneyland, they reimagine their Tower of Terror on Guardians of the Galaxy. So I think it does. While they're not the same ride, it's great to see Guardians as an anchor point for both parks in two different capacities.
0: The Tower of Terror, the Mission Breakout, I believe
1: that's, that's what it's yeah. called.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, really, really betting on the Guardians, and you know what? As they should, because the Guardians are pretty
1: well. Like and that being awesome. said, you people might not know this, um, but Disney has to be careful with their Marvel products because there are like clauses. universal Uh, so they can't compete with what universal has already put out there so guardians is kind of like fair game because it's not something that was already done prior to the disney acquisition
0: so this is something as as a past floridian i always wondered i'm like once they once disney acquired marvel i was like wait a minute so you're telling me now they're going to pocket some money from their direct competitors in universal with Mm -hmm. islands of venture marvel island um there was
1: legal stuff created to protect so like we could never have a marvel land in disney world
0: until that that contract is done and over with right
1: correct but i can't imagine that really happening anytime (laughs) soon which is why at disneyland what's so unique about people who go to disneyland is they have Avengers campus i heard about that so we aren't going to get that at disney world um but i think again that's that's why you travel to different places Mm -hmm. and have different experiences so um but kind of talking about disneyland i'm going to kind of segment over to Fantasmic. Ooh. So, for those who don't know, Fantasmic had quite a little disaster this year in Disneyland where... Um, didn't it catch fire? It caught fire. <laughs>
0: didn't so, didn't uh, Maleficent yes, actually catch she fire? She actually
1: caught fire. So, I mean, I,
0: you want real... You want authenticity <laughs> yeah. in, your, in your attractions. So, right? it's
1: been temporarily closed, but... Disney did just release that they are going to be starting it back up again, May twenty fourth, twenty twenty four. So that will be exciting to kind of get that um, attraction back in order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. But
0: you hate see Maleficent uh, having having that happen to her. But
1: uh, I had many people texting me that video when it happened. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to kick it over to you because we're going to talk a little bit about Galaxy's Edge, which is also in Hollywood Studios because yes. they are trying kind of this new innovative thing with. Some of the Star Wars fans, I think, really delighted about this.
0: Well, Amy, like I said, they're checking a lot of the boxes. Another box of mine, in my Star Wars realm of of fandom, uh, gaming also is in there, and Star Wars games just top notch. Uh, this year, we saw uh, Jedi Outcast, which is a brand new installment in in the in the Jedi Knight series. It's a whole series of, of of games that that EA Electronic Arts has, has done with Lucasfilm and Games, and uh, the Star Wars universe is abundant in droids, in aliens. It's my favorite thing. Like whenever we go into the yeah. world building part of Star Wars, like the new uh, sequels, hey, I love them. The best parts to me were when we got to see all the crazy aliens, yeah. the casino aliens. Yeah. Like yeah. I want, I want cantinas of aliens everywhere in my yeah. Star Wars. Just build a, st- a world for me and and and. Put me in there. Well, which they I do with Batu. Really I well. feel
1: like Batu really does rely. I mean, my son was lucky enough for um, his grandparents gifted him the Droid Experience on our last trip in May, and oh, it, it was really impactful. Cool, it was so
0: cool. It was like, so cool. We went. We went with my two-year-old, two year old, not too like about two years ago, and I had to remind myself. I'm not here so, to, yeah, for me yet. Yeah. We have to wait. We'll wait for this. We'll yeah. we'll build a droid. We'll build a lightsaber yeah. in due time. But I was very tempted. Well, I was okay. tempted by the dark side.
1: And I think what Disney again did really well, right? Years ago, they kind of really tapped into the female market with the bobbidi Bobbity Boutique. And mm-hmm. if you had boys, which I'm a boy mom, you really didn't have those type of experiences for your sons. And now I think by acquiring star Wars and by kind of developing that, not to say that girls can't love star Wars. I'm a huge star Wars fan, but it allowed Uh, my son that experience that I might've had with a daughter. And I thought that was really unique. It tapped into those STEM, you know, which I'm an educator, it's my background. And so I think that all of those things are really great. And to show the next generation of Disney fans, like these engineering components and Droids very much are, are actually in existence. So, so I'm the it's boys really have cool. made
0: lightsabers and droids?
1: My, Jack has done droids. Okay. He has an R2 unit at home. Um, we were R2-D2 for Halloween. So droids have definitely <laughs> made their way into our mainstream of our family. But I think from a family standpoint, if you have boys and you're traveling to Disney World and you're looking for a really unique experience that your child gets to take something home with them, droid making is definitely it. So these droids walking around. Oh yes. I think are a huge attraction so, to kids. And think about it, they're cheaper than having actual characters.
0: Well so actually getting actually you, you know what I mean bodied you're,
1: yeah. Bodied uh, people that you have to give breaks and stuff to like it's genius. Well, it's genius. When
0: are the when are the droids gonna start
1: asking for breaks? I don't know probably soon these
0: <laughs> these so just to paint a picture <laughs> a little bit more <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey
0: one day one uh who was it uh in uh in han solo, han
1: solo yeah
0: uh, we had it we had a droid who started the the robot uprising so it's yeah. only a matter of time <laughs> until we kick an in ai into these little bd yeah. droids so but if, if you haven't seen it look it up it's these little fantastic little bd droids they're called in the in the game so it's jedi survivor is this is the series of games but uh, BD One is the the sidekick to uh, to Cal, and mm-hmm. these these little droids are roaming around yeah. too. They've they've been testing them. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming if they're already testing them, and there's video of them, yeah. it's only a matter of time. This was in Disneyland, yeah, in the, in the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, uh, West. But they they knocked it out of the park with that.
1: Yeah, I mean
0: they knocked it out in, out of the park in the park, out
1: of the park, but in the park. Um, as we approach, so it's November right now, and as we are recording this. Disney World, Disneyland, all those things are really gearing up for the holidays. Um, so this is just kind of a reminder if you are headed to the parks to be aware of, one, larger crowds, but also better um, attractions because of the holiday season. So Epcot is going to be having the International Festival of the Holidays, which they do really well. So it'll be special foods, special drinks. Um, you're going to have the new Jollywood Nights at Hollywood Studios, um, and then you're going to have the Mickey's. Very Merry Christmas Party, um, which is underway as well. And I'm really excited because in December, I'm going to be doing that. So I'll be able to talk about that on our That's next like podcast. That's
0: like the, the uh, Very Merry Christmas Party is like the
1: quintessential
0: quintessential event. Yes, if sells. I remember correctly, that was like the first special magic yes. events that took place after park hours. And they get to
1: charge you more. <laughs> yes. Well, but, Yeah, you're there. But, for, but it is a cool experience I think the, and the, it's unique.
0: Not only is it you get an extra bonus experience. You get special occasions where, like, some of the characters come out. Like, I saw out of the vault, out of the vault. Yeah. Like, so, all right, we're, we're dispensing some some insider knowledge here, and I, hopefully, I, I'm not I'm not violating an NDA or something <laughs> here. But we used to have a hotline as cast members that we could call that would tell you where a particular character was going to be at at what time. Oh, cool. So, uh, I always I remember I would always ask like, there was a Darkwing Duck somewhere. This is this is the '90s kid in me. Like wanted to see Darkwing Duck once again because back in the day, when the Disney afternoon was the was the ish, like they they were in the parks, but. They 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 come out in various, very very well, rare what I felt instances. When
1: they released Max as Powerline, I mean, I mean that was I fangirled in April. He's over, at he's
0: at Jollywood Nights, right? I and think.
1: he's at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, yep. and I mean I think again for a generation our age that was a huge movie. <gasps> but
0: what about Xavier Coog at yeah. the Marvel I King?
1: Mean, so I think that's what's really cool about that. So I'm excited in our next podcast to really like deep dive even more. Are you, into- are you hitting
0: up? Uh- the parks?
1: I am doing, yep, I'm doing all four parks that weekend. And um, unfortunately, I will not be doing Jollywood Nights. It's not offered when I'm going to be down there, but I am going to be doing the Ma- Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party and the Epcot um, Festival of Holidays. And what's cool is they have different Santas from different parts of the world. So I'm really excited to talk about that, and that will probably be a focus of our one of our December podcasts. Papa um, Noel. Which is good. and Chris
0: Crinkle. <laughs> Papa Shisho. We Just we just showed the girls uh Santa, Santa Claus yeah. recently. I it might have been a little bit I was
1: going say we're too holding off
0: for them, but holding
1: I'm afraid it might give something
0: away to them. No, no, I think it's and now they have the Santa Clauses on I Disney know. Plus, and which we
1: watch Home Alone where we encourage Rob.
0: Well, that's I mean, violence. oh, but that's that's also that's now a Fox <laughs> property, which is now a Disney property. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Never thought that would happen, but here we are. Here we are. <laughs> but uh, Kevin McAllister is now a, a Disney cast member I guess. Yeah.
1: So well, I'm excited for that. But yeah, I think that Disney at the holidays is by far the best time to go and experience, but you will experience
0: well, more it's it's there. Christmas, it's the holidays, but yeah. it's it's Navidad as we say in my, my the words. But also you just came back from not so scary Halloween party. Halloween party, yeah. which is also a pretty
1: cultish cool time yes. to go
0: to because you get to dress up Yep. Which is something that's Which like, it that doesn't very happen. Yeah. It's very, like, that was a big thing. You can't, you, like, I remember back when I, back in my day, uh, yeah. the costumes were not a thing. Yeah. And costumes now- are a
1: thing. Um, special characters. So obviously, um, there's certain characters that are just more iconic with Halloween. So, so yeah, you know, how was that?
0: The Sanderson Jack, sisters were, Sanderson were there. Sanderson
1: sisters are there for the show. You didn't get to meet them. They have a show, so you can watch that. They have, though, Jack and Sally are the big Mm -hmm. um and actually jack and sally stay now through to christmas because now because it's a
0: yeah all right so let's let's put this to rest is nightmare before christmas a halloween movie is it a
1: christmas movie i consider it a christmas
0: Ooh, i think it's i think it's like it's the rare in between where it's like i think
1: that's what's great about it though you can like stretch like four months (laughs) i
0: mean this is this is my favorite time of the year because it's my two favorite holidays back to back and then Thanksgiving. I'm not Thanksgiving's no no slouch. I love Thanksgiving, getting around with family. But I think Thanksgiving's always a, like the lead up to Christmas. But these two holidays are are in I, for me. And I think and this Disney, movie just like
1: I think Disney capitalizes on that because they're
0: at Jollywood nights as well. I believe they're at
1: Jollywood nights and they have a show at Jollywood nights, with uh, so, Oogie Boogie. Yeah.
0: I had one more question regarding the theme nights and Haunted Mansion, one yes. of my favorite attractions. I know there's a Nightmare Before Christmas. Overlay that they do is that. That's a, at
1: Disneyland.
0: Is it only Disneyland? It's only
1: Disneyland. There is a special overlay at Disney World, but it's it for this year. We got the the Hatbox Ghost, which is an exclusive to Disneyland. And I'm going to tell you, some of the Disneyland fans were mad that we got it. Well, on that's the East Coast because well, that is a unique thing too. To
0: so the original. To the
1: original. The original. The Imagineers
0: wanted to have the Hatbox Ghost in the original yeah. Haunted Mansion. But they again, couldn't pull it off, and then
1: Disney's marketing is genius and they had the Haunted Mansion movie come out and he's a major character spoiler alert
0: he's in the movie he's in the movie and so I think
1: they knew that they had to bring him over to Disney World for that event and it was cool it was unique um but I do think that Disneyland I mean I haven't done it but I feel like they definitely own that overlay compared to us
0: yeah, I've seen I've seen what they do with it, and, and it's just really neat. It's yeah. one of those moments I mean, that you have yeah. to you but have they, to be there. They draw you in. Let's place. be honest: the, the holidays are jam packed, slammed with people going to the parks, and it's worth it though if, if you get it's these little it. extras. It's worth it. I
1: mean, it's not an every year thing, but it's definitely if you're you're a Disney person, you got to go. There's definitely to the a lot enough
0: Nightmare Before Christmas fans out yes. there. I feel For like sure. that's a a huge. Oh, uh, that's a huge you that's mention the c word. Yeah. There's a huge cult of oh, 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 memory.
1: Yeah, we are not, but I support it. <laughs> I'm a supporter.
0: We're here. We're we are equal opportunity to yeah. all fandoms and, yeah. and cults.
1: I don't know it as well as I know a lot of the other movies, really and movie franchises. It's just not my. Oh. No, I like Pixar. Totally different. Do you want to move on to ESPN since that's your background? Let's do it. Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. It's uh, this is a big one because I saw this and I was just it was. Um, Not alarming, but I'd say it's just interesting. Uh, Recently, if you know uh, the the financials, the background, the business side of the Walt Disney Company, you know that ESPN has been for a long time a cash cow for them for a long time, but not so much recently. I mean, it's just the nature of the business. The nature of the business. Yes. There's too many players now in the sports realm. You've got Amazon dipping their toes in the water. I'm sure Apple's going to want to at some point come in.
1: Well and social media has changed sports. Right. We used to have to sit through a two and a half, three hour event.
0: Sit through sports yeah. center. No, we experienced sports center. Well, sports I'm just Center saying, was a delight.
1: You know. But now the highlights are, yeah, the now highlights online. are instant. Mm-hmm. Instant. You go and on Twitter and you don't and, and need the top ten because yes. you can watch the top ten on everybody's Instagram. Yes. So it, it it's so the, not shocking to me.
0: It's changed a lot, and as a result, the company has recently split up their, their enterprise into three parts. There was parks. Entertainment and then sports, and that's where ESPN fell into. Which one thing that caught my eye towards the end of October, they opened up the books. They opened up the books and they showed really what the company was making, what it was losing, because that's that's the nature of it. Um, when we talk about ESPN, you can't you cannot then mention uh, cable subscriptions dwindling, and that's really been a big component of their of the, the revenue. It's cable subscription fees and advertisement. And that's also changed because people are now advertising on different platforms and mediums and, and television isn't the juggernaut that it used to be. The, the business of attention grabbing has never been busier and more convoluted than it is now Uh, with our phones, with our TV sets everywhere. Um, And yeah, I thought that was just interesting. It's been valued around $22 billion. So it's, it's quite a hefty sum, but um, it's just one to look at and just keep keep monitoring because they bought the company in 1996 along with ABC, ABC. Mm-hmm. and it's the first time, to my knowledge, mm-hmm. that they've actually shown they've they've, they've taken a look. And I don't think that
1: they'll sell together. That's my opinion. Well, I don't. I think even though they were put together yeah. at the start, I don't think that they will sell together if they sell.
0: I think ultimately. So one thing that has been insinuated by Bob Iger is that he's looking for quote strategic investors. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a full on sale yeah. of the, mm-hmm. of the, of the network. Uh, I don't know if they'll, I don't know if they'll get the partnership they're seeking, mm-hmm. but uh, it's just, once again, keep an eye on that one. Cause to me, that was a big one as a former mm-hmm. cast member, as a former ESPN employee, mm-hmm. to me, that was, that was surprising. I mean, I mean, I was there in the last few years where, where, Unfortunately, there were there were waves of layoffs, and that just went to show you. I mean, that's that's all of media. I feel like ESPN is kind of a bellwether for a lot of, of what's going on in traditional television networks and and and, and companies and sports. You have to deal with uh, the rights that come with with the sporting. I
1: was events. gonna say NFL Network and Red Zone and things like that. Even.
0: Even YouTube, just Google and YouTube is in it.
1: Fantasy sports. Yes. I mean, when this all started, fantasy sports weren't there. Now I'm getting alerts all the time. Oh, well, it's as not to even who's, who's playing. Not and even fantasy anymore. And, it's yeah. now
0: sports betting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So now
0: they, they that's another thing, too, that was interesting to see is the partnership that they made with uh, Penn Sportsbook. Yeah. They basically are now for many, many years. You couldn't find a, an odd money line anywhere on our network and now it's just it's on Mm -hmm. the ticker on the bottom Mm -hmm. line with every game they have an app already that's already live Mm -hmm. Uh, i went to log in to see the headlines and all of a sudden hey get bet espn yeah so the industry is changing television media is changing hollywood is changing we just went through the whole strikes
1: in hollywood Mm -hmm. and
0: i mean thankfully for our sakes that love to get entertained by the likes of disney and and others it was settled, or seemingly mm-hmm. settled now. I think uh, uh, SAG-AFTRA is just yeah. basically they're they're, they're they're finishing up their the specifics, but yeah, it's tumultuous time. I I don't want to paint it too dire, but it's just it's something to to monitor. But
1: which Disney likes partnerships, and I think this partnership is going to be something to watch, and and kind of we're going to transition over to Marvel next, and kind of that partnership and what that looks like.
0: Well, that one that one too is one of the main acquisitions that. Credit to Bob Iger, I think uh, he did did a marvelous job of, ah, I didn't even mean mean to do that one, no no pun intended, but he did a fantastic job in in acquiring some, I mean, the big six, right? Yeah. It was this, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Pixar, um, the Muppets. Muppets.
1: But I do feel, and maybe this is an unpopular opinion, I'll give my first unpopular Uh opinion, is, is it too much Marvel? Is it too much? Is it well, like, do I need a Marvel movie every four weeks? I don't. I don't know. And and I believe me, I'm a huge Stanley lover. If you haven't watched that documentary, I saw.
0: It, I saw it last night. Actually, oh no, my gosh, it's we it's didn't, fantastic. We didn't, we didn't plan and, this, and, and I actually just had some. My wife was out of the and, house. The girls were in bed. And I'm like, let me see what's what I can watch, and yeah, I just stumbled across that because God bless Stanley, the man. Oh, One of the the gem. three, the the trilogy, him, Steve Dicko, and Jack Kirby. Even but do we two. need a movie
1: for every comic book? I guess that's my question. Well, and that's like when I watch a company like Disney invest so much money into Marvel, and it's great that we have these partnerships and we have these deals. But is it too much? Do, can we go back a little bit more towards our traditional? You
0: want to do a, a stop, a reset? Well, it looks, know, it, like they, it looks like it looks like they lot. might be. There's some concerns here of a reset per se, or just a. Rethinking of the current path. Why? Because um, there's good and bad. The bad news is some of the the underperforming or just productions that have not really galvanized or excited the the fan base. We recently had the Marvels. The Marvels just came out in theaters, and as as much as I wanted that movie to really excel, it was a 110 million dollar grossing for its opening weekend. I really wanted the Marvels to to form and i i mean there's hopefully no it's, it's pretty pretty stark because we have stark. some i'm not trying to do that i i swear i gotta think that part of its lackluster opening is we just got out of the aforementioned strike the actresses that everyone involved couldn't promote this movie yeah so okay. i almost as a fan almost forgot that it was coming around out around this time i, I knew that it was on the timeline it was coming up but it kind of surprised me. I will
1: say I think I'm a little sad because obviously being a woman, I want there to be these like female superheroes. But I think back to Black Widow and what mm-hmm. an amazing movie that was. And it went straight to Disney Plus. And a little bit of that was obviously the pandemic yep. at the time and what was going on. And I feel I feel sad because you know, here's another opportunity for a female superhero centric movie to be out there. Um, but maybe, maybe November wasn't the right time to release it. Maybe they should have done it in the summer, maybe it would have. Resonate a little bit more, but I mean, there is good coming out of Marvel too.
0: Yes. Uh, One last tidbit to mention here, as far as the bad press, Jonathan Majors, the new big bad of the the MCU is, is Kang, Kang the Conqueror. He who remains all the different variants of, of Kang. He's been in some legal hot water. uh, Just recently got dropped by a CAA, uh, which is a little telling. And that one's got a lot of people concerned. We finished this phase, I believe, with the Marvels. Um, we we had Quantum Mania, which also had lackluster uh, reaction and reviews and and box office. We had Sh- Shang Chi, was really great, in my opinion. Guardians outperformed. There were some goods and bads, but well,
1: and look at how Loki's done. Loki's been
0: amazing oh, don't, on Disney. Don't get me on Loki. Loki's so- been. Loki's been one of the brightest spots, in in that Marvel, in in the recent Marvel universe after post post Thanos. I think
1: it's good there. Like, if you want to have all this Marvel, that's the perfect vehicle. It's like Star Wars.
0: Keep it on plus.
1: Yes, hundred percent. Star Wars has embraced their role. you got Moon Knight. You got She Hulk. They're, They're chasing
0: Infinity War and the infinity Saga. I just, and that's you just you cannot top that that's that was such a that's like the um, ending a a crescendo of of well done executed timeline of of movies and it's hard to chase that we'll see because maybe it's really early in this kang saga if it stays kang cuz the other thing i was going to mention there's already buzz there's mm-hmm. rumors uh the rumor mills churning in in 2025 we're going to get the fantastic four movie and that's been a big Another one cuz another fantastic you said it not me there's been two other fantastic four movies so for those keeping track at home yeah, we're like- uh one of which already had one of the the main mcu actors in it we had we had uh captain america yeah. was, was was the human torch
1: very confusing
0: <laughs> um so yet again we're doing the fantastic four they were the first like before the avengers were the yes. fantastic four going back to big- early marvel mm-hmm. they were the four big ones And they're doing it again. But the the rumor is that Pablo Pascal, the man who's doing it all, Last of Us, Mando, he's now going to be Reed Richards, a.k.a. Mr. Fantastic. That's a that's a huge one. I I can see it. Everyone thought it was going to be John Krasinski, who played Mr. Fantastic. But that was a variant. That was one of the Reed Richards. So Pedro Pascal is going to be Reed Richards in this upcoming one, whose deadline reported it.
1: So yep. it's it's a that's pretty it's, it's reputable. Yeah.
0: And the other one that I saw being talked about was uh Javier Bardem being Galactus, which in the world of of Marvel, Galactus is the devourer of worlds. Like he's a pretty big deal, literally and figuratively. Like he's a he's one of those big celestial cosmic entities that you you don't mess around with. So it makes you think about where the direction is now with the Jonathan Majors stuff going on where they're going to go with that. There's been talks of also bringing Dr. Doom into the fold and making him the next big bad. I don't know how they get away from the Kang stuff, but we'll see. It's There's good and bad mm-hmm. in all this, good and bad.
1: So that's kind of our Disney buzz. Bzzz. And then, so we're always going to kind of start with the news and uh, give you guys kind of our hot takes on what's going on there.
0: All right, shall we move on to the yeah, big buzz? The big buzz. I'll get some imaging for this at some point down the line, but... <laughs> It's our first episode. We, we're, we're, we're starting Baby Steps. So the big buzz, what is this? What is what is the big buzz? You might be asking. Well, it's like, it's our big topic. We set off the top. There's so many podcasts dealing with Disney. Why us? Why should they come to this little tiny bibbidi-bobbidi-buzz podcast?
1: I don't know. It might just be our husband and our wife who are listening. But I think I think what I like about this first episode is that you guys get to hear a little bit of our favorites. and where we're coming from with with Disney. And I think that that's always great to kind of see, you know, and hear from the people themselves kind of what their opinions are. But I
0: thought, I uh, thought yeah. we do like every good introductory exp- expositional episode or hiring because like, you're, yeah, you're yeah, hiring yeah. us to be your Disney podcasters. Yeah, we want you to listen to us. We're going to have a little entrance interview. I love it. A little like. Atlanta. Like Vogue. Vogue has what, 73 yeah. questions? Yeah. That's a mm-hmm. little bit too much. Yeah. To ask we, yeah. take we're
1: it not down. Vogue.
0: Take it down a notch, Vogue. Vogue. Yeah. So we're doing 23, I think. I think that's a good number. I think it's perfect. Want me to take it away?
1: Yeah.
0: All right, Amy. What makes you a Disney fan?
1: I think like many people that are millennials, it was a huge part of our life um, between ABC on Friday nights and the Disney Channel and the Disney movies. TGIF. I mean, like it was, it was a big part of our culture. And I think that, um like anybody who gets older you kind of tend to gravitate towards things that make you still feel like a child so i think that's what really leads me to be a disney fan um i still to this day get choked up meaning characters i'm i'm kind of lame like that but i think that's what keeps me childlike so what about you what makes you a disney fan
0: um i think you touched on it i think <clears throat> so i remember taking it back to when we we're cast members the first week of onboarding getting Acclimated to the the business side of things and becoming an employee, it's traditions. They do a, a whole week of just like you might call it Disney brainwashing, but I like to I like to call it just reconnecting with your inner child. I have a question here later on. That's what was your first Disney memory? And that's one of those things that comes up at traditions. Think of the the great moments that you had when you were a child going to this park and the and the thrill and the wonder and the excitement and the magic. I mean, we throw the M word around a lot and but it's it's they it, they're they're the magic makers uh, in, in today's current world. There are a lot of other magic makers but they're the best in my opinion. And um for me it's always been the animation is at the heart of it as a lover of animation the renaissance period was the best.
1: And yeah. and I'll
0: I'll stand You're on that hill and that we it. got we got the 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 resurgence of Disney. I mean the originals are great but you can't get better than the likes of Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King. Uh, Lion, King. Lion King is a masterpiece.
1: You could put even Hercules into the
0: mix. You can King, throw in Herc.
1: Pocahontas.
0: Pocahontas. Milan. I mean,
1: like we were in that.
0: We got we got the sweet spot, and hopefully we get something akin to that in the future. I think we're getting there. If anything, I'd say Pixar is is the mm-hmm. the next yeah. best. Uh, I think that's thing what my that.
1: son will look back on.
0: Yeah. Uh, but for me, it's 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 like you said, it's the, the best wonderful kind of escapism in today's world. You can chide us for preaching about escapism, but <laughs> there's so many things in this world that kind of go the opposite direction. And I'd rather have a little little ounce of of uh positivity and 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 a joyful, magical escape. That's it for me.
1: Which I think then, question two, have you ever worked for a Walt Disney company? Well, I think we are already- I, I think that's Kind of why we wanted to work for them. I mean, there is a picture of me, no joke, senior of high school. My parents took me to visit my college in New York City, Pace University. And shout out to Pace. Yeah, shout out to Pace. We were walking around the Upper West Side and we walked by the ABC building. And I, there is a picture and it's on my fridge of me pointing to the ABC sign. And I remember telling my parents, I will work here one day. And I did. 2008, I was hired by ABC and I worked in the daytime television division. And I worked there for two years. I absolutely loved my many different jobs and different hats. And I met some really great people. You knew all the soaps. I knew all the soaps. <laughs> and I stand by that. And I, I was, you know, lame back then. And I still am lame now. I mean, I just loved what I did. I was a nerd for it. And it was uh, truly Two of the best years of my life and i loved working there.
0: somebody's lameness is another person's coolness. oh yeah so
1: yeah i mean i shout out to the people i worked with we loved our soap operas i'm not gonna
0: lie to you which one one's your favorite
1: um general hospital is my number one we'll steven a's
0: steven a smith shout yeah. out to him yeah, he, I mean, he, was on, he was on there a few times
1: um we we were a general hospital family i worked for one Life to live and um which was filmed in new york city and it was fantastic and not only the company is amazing, but the people you work with because you're all Disney. You're kind of all Disney nerds. You're all Disney adults working for the Disney company. And, and, the, and the,
0: the, the perks, are, let's let's be honest, the perks are always, but the benefits yeah. are always super nice.
1: I mean, I think it's just cool to say it. I work for Walt Disney Company.
0: A main gate is always a yeah. nice yeah. little.
1: And we talked little about touch. you know you've been a cast member both in the parks and in the studios. I did. It.
0: I double dipped. I, I, was, yeah. I was. It surprised me. I did uh, the Disney College Program enjoyed the heck out of it I had uh, still have friends that I that I stay in touch with that from Vista Vista way um <laughs> and then I, I went back and, and worked for the ESPN. and yeah. it was it was a wonderful experience I, A lot of people say oh big conglomerate of Disney no I I, I enjoyed every day that I was in either uh, either role I never either cast to member job. They're, they're, every job has their ups and downs, and that's, that's yeah. every role, every career has that.
1: But I think I was humbled always at the end of the day that I worked there.
0: Yes, yes. And I
1: think that was really important.
0: And being a part of, being yeah. a part of the grand scheme and the yeah. grand picture and, and the excitement that, like some people say, oh, you were you were a cast member at the Indiana Jones Epic Sun Spectacular show. I can recite that show verbatim. <laughs> I can do all the moves. I've been in the show as an extra numerous times. <laughs> But for me, the biggest kick was like the little interactions with guests, with Make-A-Wish children, with the, 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 the first timers, people that had never been to Disney. And then all of a sudden they 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 scrimp and save and get to go and, and to make that extra special for just one person. Hey, that's that I did something. I did something good with my day. So that was my experience. And I loved it. Next up, Amy, here we go. Mm-hmm. Nitty gritty. This is the contentious part. Yeah. Your favorite Disney animated film? Animated.
1: Animated. If we're going to go computer animation. I'll count
0: Pixar in there because it's now. Part I would of say it.
1: Toy Story is my classic. Okay. It was just a huge, huge movie in my life. Um, Little Mermaid would be my animated okay. traditional. That was just the right. most impactful movie of my
0: life. I mean, life. that's, uh, we said it already, the, the, the Renaissance yeah. period. And that was, for me, it's Aladdin. Okay. You can't get better than Aladdin. To me, Your wife my,
1: loved Aladdin
0: well she's she, her yeah. princess is her jasmine so is jasmine, very wisely so. I, I married a, a jasmine yeah. fan uh it's just the music the, the look the acting, the acting yeah. you can't get well I'm, I'm jumping to another question but he's in it he, my favorite's in this one but as far as the, the newer computer animated stuff i i have to go with i think it's got to be toy story 2 or no i'm sorry Toy Story as well.
1: Toy Story 1. Yes. Toy Story 2 is great, too. Toy Story 2 is great. Toy Story is... Not
0: in the... In the, in the in we the,
1: could do a whole episode just on the deep... The
0: well, let's, <laughs> deep, I'm writing that one down. Deep
1: cut of Toy Story. I'm writing that one down. Because I have down. my opinions about it. But yeah, I think Pixar just is...
0: One of, the, is one of the great acquisitions yeah, that Bob Iger made definitely. was to get that from Apple and make it a part of the, the company because um, the stuff that John Lasseter and, and all of them did and and still continue doing is just amazing. All right, live action. Ooh, live um, action. What's your favorite? I, I mean, want to show, want to show like my old soul and go like with a Herbie, oh, the Love Bug. Sweet- no, it's not Herbie. It's the Queen, Miss Julie Andrews as oh, Mary, Mary Poppins. Poppins? Oh, Mary that's Poppins. Such a good the just the, the from start to finish the songs, oh, the story. The as, Sherman as
1: Brothers. The Sherman oh, Brothers. Oh my gosh, those Sherman talk about
0: like just maniac yes. imagineers and, yeah. and just creatives. That's a Those great guys just choice. churned out. Nothing but but gold. So
1: I'm going to give you a little bit of a deep cut. Oh. Okay. Please do. My favorite live action film. And it's kind of like a two-parter. I grew up Friday nights. My mom would pick up Chinese food for us and we would watch the old Parent Trap. Ah. And so when the new, Mills. the new Parent Trap came out, that was a really, like, Full circle moment. So I love both of those movies. So your mom was a my huge mom fan of the original. Was when a came huge out. fan of the original. We would watch it together on VHS on Friday nights. And when that movie came out in theaters, we went together. And now, funny story, maybe my husband doesn't want me to say this, but I know he <laughs> loves The Parent Trap as well. Really?
0: <laughs> yes. Really? I
1: am dying to get him to make the handshake Creel with me, and he will not do it. But oh, I am. This is a great. I am dying. This is a great get... little <laughs> revelation here
0: about. I love game. it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll 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 embarrass my wife at some point. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um. Who's your favorite Disney character?
1: Oh my gosh, I, I think that's really hard. I think I think Woody is who I resonate really well with. I understand him being an older sibling. Um, I think I relate to Woody really well. I think Tom Hanks, um, he's one of my favorite actors of all time. So I think Woody always is somebody I get really excited about to watch him. But I mean, if I'm going to meet a character in the park, okay, Daisy Duck's my favorite.
0: Daisy Duck. She
1: is the best character to meet in the park. Daisy? Yes.
0: Huh. For me, well, for me, it's always been the genie because it can't get better than the voice the, the story voice cat
1: behind Robin Williams. Yeah. He, took, he took no money from that film mm-hmm. because he just wanted his leg. I mean, it's just, it's such a great he,
0: story. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. Mm-hmm. That character is my favorite character of all time within the Disney pantheon. They couldn't have got a better person to do that. And I'm glad they, they worked it out for the uh, Once Upon a Studio, 100-year uh, uh, animated short. They, they brought him back for yeah. in, in, a, in a way for that. But yeah, it's always, it's always been the genie. And if I had to go with the original cast, I've always been a Donald
1: Duck guy. Yeah, Donald well, Duck. And he has a purpose if you've watched the Mickey documentary. Do you know that? No. Donald Duck was created by Walt Disney because Mickey could not be a bad character. He
0: needed an antithesis. He needed
1: somebody who could be the naughty one. And be the angry and upset one, and that's where Donald Donald has a role, and I think that's really important. He's the hothead. Each head. of the characters have like a he's role the hothead, and
0: kind of like and his animated shorts I think are still the better ones. I love, oh. I love the goofy ones. I
1: love his war ones, The silly symphony war, ones. His war PSAs are
0: great. But Donald always had. I mean, whenever he would go after uh, Chip
1: and Dale, yeah,
0: yeah, like that. That's the greatest foes of all time. There.
1: Speaking Dis- of villains,
0: Disney villain.
1: I think. Ursula. Ooh. And I think that the older I get, I kind of like understand <laughs> her a little bit
0: better. <laughs> so with the new movie, <laughs> with the new live action movie, I was hoping they would, they kind of touched on it. I was hoping they'd delve more into it, yeah. but like the dynamics there, like why she was shunned from, the, from yeah. Pink Triton's uh, uh, family kingdom mm-hmm. and, and family. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm going to save a little bit for later, but I wanted to see more of that. I want more of the backstory.
1: I would love to see more Disney villain backstories. Yeah, I think.
0: But Ursula's the one that like you're like.
1: I think she's why one one of she. Why is she the favorites. witch
0: that she is? Why yeah. does she? Why does she hate Triton so much?
1: Yeah, I also. I mean, Carla Deville is
0: great. Yeah.
1: She's got pretty
0: pretty vicious to yeah. want to kill 101 dogs.
1: to make to make a coat.
0: To make a coat or two or so three. I love the villains. villains for me. I mean, that's a fun one. You think about Disney, you think about wholesomeness, but the villains just tap into that fun, nefarious attitude that I think it's the duality of life. And as far as villains, I mean, it's, I, I hate going back and back with the same one, but Jafar was pretty bad. Oh, Jafar, right. once again, nailed it off the top with yeah. the voice acting. Prince Abubu. He wants to kill Sultan. He wants to marry Jasmine. Although, if you had to ask me who's the most nefarious of the Disney villains, there's only one answer. Like, the dirtiest deed done by a Disney villain. You mentioned the movie already in, in the Renaissance. Oh. I mean, Scar is, like,
1: oh, he killed his brother. Yeah, that's He Ultimate. killed his brother. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, we got the good, the bad, and now the pretty, the beauty. Your, your, your favorite Disney princess.
1: I think that is so hard for girls to think. Um... <laughs> Because you know what, How many, a, a many are a lot there? of the princesses, be... there's a lot. I mean, the princesses themselves, though, each have their own kind of like weird, like yeah, their aura. And I loved growing. I loved Little Mermaid, but now being an adult and looking at Ariel, I look at her a little bit with pity. I think, as an adult, you know, kind of like looking back, like the her, youngest, she was of like willing what, to 15, give away. Her, how many
0: da- I daughters did Triton have? A lot. Oh,
1: it was old. Um, I, I think you know, now kind of, I don't know. I love all the princesses. I really love Rapunzel as a modern princess. I think she's great. I think Tiana is great. Um, but I think I just always go back to the little mermaid. She's who I dressed up as as a run Disney. And, um, to me, she's just always this princess in my head. So, but I think all the princess stories do have that, like now as powerful women that we are, you kind of go like, would I really give up my voice for a man? I don't know.
0: Don't underestimate the importance of
1: body language. Yeah, I don't know. Disney princesses are <laughs> definitely a conundrum.
0: Well, for me, uh, I, sh- I struggled with this one because there's, there's, we're, we're adding a lot of princesses now. You mentioned Tiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to have fun with this and go Penelope Yvonne sweep.
1: <gasps> yeah. She is a princess. She is a princess. She I love what they did with her princess, in, in,
0: yes. in re- uh, Ralph Wrecks the Internet.
1: Yep. Um,
0: when she, she meets a- the other princesses, the yep. traditional princesses. But if I got to go with the original ones, I got to go with Belle just because yeah, I, I love me a book nerd and she's that. And she sees the beauty within. Yeah. So maybe she'll, she'll like a, a schlep like me.
1: I mean, it's, it's interesting. The princesses, I think it's easier to pick a villain than it is a princess. Uh, for sure. Okay. So
0: we kind of answered this, but which Disney character would you say you most like?
1: I would probably say I'm. I think I'm most you
0: like, I most mean, said Ursula.
1: Ursula, you guess, connect with Ursula. I, you know who I, you know who I think I connect with is well, like I said, is Woody. I I I see his frustration. I see replaced. I see it, Were you and replaced? I understand How you that. I just I can I can understand what it feels like to be the number one for so long, and then to kind of feel like things are changing around. You had you. a younger sister. I had a younger sister, so I think I think there's a lot of that, like. I, I understand that. I think Elsa is a really identifiable character. You know, I wish I could let it go, but I can't, you know. So I, I think that's I what I'm thinking.
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I would have to say I'm probably most like Mike Wazowski. Oh my god, that's so perfect. Just, you know, just you no know, happy go lucky, yeah, but yeah, that's loves that's his work, true. loves his job, finds finds the good in his in his in his comical. Yeah, yes. I try, I try to be funny. I don't know if I my jokes always land. So He's far, I mean, Billy Crystal's far funnier than I am. So is Mike Wazowski. We had, there was a Mike Wazowski attraction for yep. The Laugh Floor. The Laugh
1: Floor. It's still, um, there. still there. It's still
0: there? Yep. Okay, I haven't had a chance to see it. So, yep. But I, I think Mike Wazowski is it for me. Yeah. Okay. Wazowski.
1: Yeah, it's perfect. What's your favorite Disney song? Oh, wait. Movie or TV? Oh, you want to. Wait,
0: movie. I have an adjacent question to this, which was what character we're like. And those that know us the best, I guess in our case are, are significant others. Who would they say we're most like?
1: My husband probably would say I'm like Woody because I'm a little oh. like. Woody's got a chip on his shoulder. I
0: was going to say my wife probably thinks I'm more like, like a Cusco. from <laughs> his new groove? <laughs> Very big, big. So you said you're, you have a sibling. I'm big, only child energy. Okay, big you. main character energy. Cusco. Cusco-topia. No touchy, like I'm. I'm much more touchy-feeling than Cusco, but I like that. That's,
1: that's a good one. And that
0: was that was like the last really good, good
1: traditional anime. I just wish they had movie. I just they had more music in that one. Ah. Yeah. So speaking Moving of on. music, what's your favorite Disney song, movie, or TV, or in the parks?
0: Hmm. The, at, you said the princess one was tough. I think this is the toughest one because really? like, when you think of Disney, it's just like for me, it's just music. Oh, yeah. It's just the my animation, yes, but like the music to go along with it. Hands. Fantasia. Down for me. A
1: whole new world.
0: A whole new world. Nothing that's trumps that song.
1: And if we're going in the parks. Yeah. It's a great, big, beautiful
0: tomorrow. Oh, Whoa. That's a good one. That's a good you one. You
1: cannot get it out of your head.
0: So man. that's actually the one I would have gone with. That, it's a toss up between that one and the Enchanted Tiki uh, Room. Yeah. Because those are two earworms that just Both? get stuck in. Sherman Brothers. Brothers. Yep. The Sherman <laughs> Brothers. The G's. Yep. Um, but you know, I think it's a great big beautiful tomorrow of the the carousel of progress fame. Like I love that attraction. It, I have I'm glad it's in my still classroom. there. I'm glad it's still yeah. not untouched. Yeah. Despite what the line cues might might
1: you need tell you. a ride like that. Yes. You do. Okay. Um
0: and I would say as far as movies, um oof. a friend like me? I mean, that is the one I could probably recite word for word. It's a tough one. I should have known. I wrote these questions. I should have known this.
1: I like be prepared to from the Aww. Lion King from a villain standpoint. And fun fact: Do you know that Jeremy Irons lost his voice? Yes.
0: Yeah, so, uh, so the guy
1: who does Jim Cummings. The- no. Yeah, Jim
0: Cummings had to. to yes, yes. You're <laughs> so, gonna. I, I'm hoping to give some more tidbits like yeah, this throughout our, so, our podcast. So, and and, a and one. now,
1: if you listen to it, that's all I. There's, hear.
0: A, there's a yeah, there's a part where it breaks off, and you can tell it's Jim Cummings yeah. singing. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna go a little older. And I'm going to go with I, I Want to Be Like You by oh, King Lou. Oh, <laughs> just because King Lou is the man just hanging out yeah. in, the, in the jungle. I love he that wants song. to be a human. And it's just it's, it's, it's a fun it's, song. It's, so much, it's, it's jazzy. I, I'm getting old, so I love jazz. Yeah. But that's what I'm going with. Friend Like Me is like we also. Could, we
1: could just do an episode. We're
0: going to do a, a yeah. Disney songs episode. Definitely. We better.
1: Um, you're trapped in one Disney park for one year. What park do you choose? You're stuck
0: there. You can't hands move. down
1: Hollywood Studios.
0: Same. Yeah. I worked there because I loved it the most. Yeah. I love Magic Kingdom, don't get me wrong. It's the staple. It's the the crown jewel. But Hollywood Studios, Hollywood Studios, the marriage of Hollywood, Disney, and everything. And has all my favorite. Well, there you go. What's your favorite Disney park attraction? Tower of Terror. Current?
1: Current. All, right. all time? All time favorite ride of all time and my son now is addicted as well so okay. we are tower of terror people i mean i get it there's probably better rides but if if there's like one ride i have to do on my trip it is tower of terror
0: it's easy to to go back to the original ones the teacups uh it's a small world the that pirates is my original. <laughs> but for me yes same uh for me i grew up loving all things sci-fi and Mystery and this was a big one because this was one of the first attractions that the Imagineers kind of stepped away from the traditional IPs within the mm-hmm. Disney brand, and they went for something that was
1: well. And it has a story. Yeah. it and has a yeah. background. It has.
0: Have you seen? So have you seen the other ones that are around the world?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I think I'm. 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 We're once again, get jumping the gun here yeah. about yeah. what you're later on going to mention, but there's like different variants of it that I would love to go see. Of the Tower of Terror because
1: oh we're
0: going to see this is a, this is a promise this is a this is a guarantee <laughs> we're making here. We're gonna, we're here gonna here on, find on, our way. All right, all right, all the right. World.
1: Um, what is your favorite Disney park show fireworks display non ride performance? I feel like you
0: kind can... of Oh, fireworks! No, Fantasmic is great, but if I had to tell somebody one fireworks display to watch in any of the parks for me, it's uh, it's Illuminations. I just love the message of Epcot, yeah. the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Yeah. But that fireworks display from each of the lands, each of the countries, each of the pavilions, in, in, in a nice synchronized message of unity, can't get better than that. You're gonna wishes. Like. Wishes is not is not bad either though. Wishes. Yeah, I mean, I. But wishes is no but longer A lot there. of people
1: love happily ever after um, at Magic Kingdom, but this is this is me, guys. My favorite. Most impactful show I've ever seen was the Osborne Christmas lights.
0: Oof, that's, and, that's and, a, that's a and t- if, sensitive one. Cause and if no you lucky there.
1: to do that, you yep. understand why it was so impactful. Like, well, they're the,
0: like the, the game in, in Christmas lighting,
1: amazing. And I guess it's still in Orlando. It's just somewhere else now. I just remember watching that, and I just—I think I was in college. I was down there for Super Soap Weekend. But, and um, <laughs> that's right, that was a thing. Yeah, that was a thing. We're ESPN in the weekend and, and Super Soaps weekend. It was just the coolest thing I ever experienced. That's like my favorite. Now, no relation to Aussie and, and
0: no. And no, no, Shana, Sharn. Sharn. no, no, it's Oz, Yeah, it's these it's were the like family,
1: these were, the family's name. This was is Oz what Morgan. they do.
0: They just yeah, they just really do cool. light designs. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, what is your first memory attributed to Disney?
1: Disney as a whole, or Disney as a part? As a whole. I remember seeing Beauty and the Beast with my grandma in the movie theater. And I remember, like, it was yesterday. And I remember, like, shortly after then seeing I think it was Aladdin with my mom. Like, I just remember going to the show and, like, just in awe of these characters. So that's, like, my first major memory is Beauty and the Beast with my, with my grandma.
0: For me, it was, like, in the early stages of VHS ownership. Yeah. 'Cause I f I didn't realize this at first, but like VHSs were pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. Like when they first came out, they were in like the dollars sixties, seventy, hundred dollar range almost. Uh, but we had the old Disney classics, the, the black diamond VHSs of Dumbo and Pinocchio. And I watched those ad nauseum. Those are the only two we had for a while. And I I mean I know I know those two way too well, if you ask me. Uh, but I don't know. I was just it, that one. And then going to the parks, obviously, eventually w- was a thing. I remember going my first time, maybe about around five. And I remember they had, it was great, too, because that, at Hollywood Studios, they had the Ninja Turtles, they yeah. did this thing where they brought in the turtles. And that just blew my mind. The New York lot. The
1: New York lot, yeah. And uh,
0: that, but really just getting first acclimated and, and familiarized with the, the, the classic animation. Eventually, the Disney Channel came by. And then that, also just changed the game for me, but those two.
1: What, oh, I love this question. What is a must-eat when you visit the Disney parks or resort?
0: These are loaded questions. I There's too many answers to these. Oh, no,
1: that's easy. If I'm in Disneyland, it's a churro. If it's in Disney World, it's mm. popcorn.
0: Ooh, not the, the fan-favorite turkey leg? No. no. My See, son
1: and I have our refillable popcorn bucket, and we schlep it all the way from Buffalo down to Orlando every trip and we fill that up at least 10 times. So yes. And then in Disneyland churros are by far the best thing. So those are, that's an easy.
0: I mean, for me, it's not a Disney trip unless you get yourself a Mickey mouse ice cream bar Mm -hmm. with the two chocolate ears. Like at some point, whether it's winter, summer, spring or fall in in South Florida, it's always, or in central Florida, (laughs) it's always summer and a little bit of winter. I always have, Mickey Mouse ice cream bar. That's so hard. What is your favorite Disney Channel original movie? So my wife, when I was coming up with these questions, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm curious to hear Amy's answer on this.
1: Well, She's known
0: you for, yeah, for a while. I
1: mean, I would say well, it's either between Brink or Smart House.
0: Oh, Smart House is one of mine. I
1: know, I loved it. And then probably I just did, I just directed High School Musical last year at our high school. Nice. And I have really really learned to love oh. that movie mm. um uh, i know it was, it was a mega
0: hit and yeah. it was a big deal made I mean, it made stars out of people but I, when i was working at the parks at the hollywood studios we had the high school musical um like parade not parade it wasn't even a parade it was like a little like, like mini show mini something. show on yeah. the mo- mobile show yeah and together together and i was like no not yeah. again uh-huh. so that yeah. one uh draws my eye well it's yours uh, I think it has to be is that same time Smart House or Luck of the Irish.
1: Oh, Luck of the Irish is good.
0: But yeah. with the same
1: same, same actor. lead. Yeah. What's your favorite Disney television offering? And I'm allowed to use Disney Plus.
0: Sure.
1: Then it's Behind the Attraction.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: well, Behind the Attraction one. is that's a good one. Fantastic. And plus, I mean, they do a lot of great documentaries. I think the one that was on Imaginary was really cool. For
0: me, it's uh, it's yeah, that's a good one. It's like yeah. a five parter. Yeah, five parter. It's yeah. awesome. Um, I mean, you can't get better than the Disney Afternoon. That, to me, like, talk about, oh, like, 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 home like, and like key moments of of Disney. Your- you had DuckTales, yeah. Chippendales, Rescue Rangers. You had Tailspin. Those were the first three. And then Darkwing Duck. I dressed up as Darkwing Duck when oh I was, like, God, six I mean, or seven. And, and I, I came, fortunately, from a family of seamstresses. So I didn't buy the... The chibi-chibi store bought costumes like this was tailor made. I looked like Darkwing Duck. We went to Disney on Ice <laughs> when it was like a Disney afternoon lineup, and they sold Darkwing Duck masks. So I had the I had the bill, I had the the bandana. My love of Halloween began because I dressed up as Darkwing Duck. Went to a, a nearby mall and people wanted to take pictures with me. <laughs> and I had the, I had the gun, the, the 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 gas gun and everything like Disney afternoon can't get better. The gummy bears eventually made their way on there bonkers but it's the first four it's star duck tailspin chippendales and
1: Ducktales. one million dollars to nail a disney song in its entirety which song do you perform
0: you got you got one shot i you know, know
1: every word of a whole new world i sing it to my voice okay. every night
0: that's yeah, so, yeah. that's a, that's a that's one i'd probably go with and i could sing easy. both parts both parts <laughs> as yes you should as that. you should. I think that's one I'd probably I'd probably nail as well for a million bucks. Yeah. Yeah. New world. Don't you dare close your eyes. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite piece of obscure Disney trivia? There's a lot.
1: Obscure Disney.
0: I'll start trivia? with I'll start with mine. I mine is like a parks thing. I found this out once I started working there, but Tom Sawyer Island. It's not one of those things that people say. Oh, I got to take the Mark Twain riverboat over. To Tom Sawyer Island, because it's it's just like a, so it's, it's a nice shaded area. That people yeah. can walk around. There's a fort there. But back in the day, where it is, it would hide, I think, seven to eight white paintbrushes. So if you know your Tom Sawyer lore, you're, you're, the history of Tom Sawyer, the, the story, and you have to go whitewash the fence to run off on an adventure with uh, Uncle Barry Finn. Well, if you would find one of these seven or eight brushes that are scattered around the island, the, and brought it to a cast member, you'd get just a stack of of fast passes. Back when fast passes were a thing, that was something to me. I was like, "Ooh, I like that." um First off, because it went back to the the source material of the books, and just you know, it, a lot of people. You tell them, "Hey, have you ever been to Tom Sawyer Island?" I would venture to guess they're they not. I've never been.
1: But we just, we, I just, I, it's it's going to be a priority on our next family trip. I promise you. I think my favorite. Piece of obscure Disney trivia. Now, this is if you're a true Beatles fan, you will know this. So, mm. I mean, I grew up as a huge Beatles Same. fan. Same. And not many people know that actually it was at Disney World that the dissolving of the Beatles happened. So, what? John Lennon was staying with Yoko Ono and his son Julian at the Polynesian Hotel when he received the legal documents, and signed to dissolve the Beatles at the Polynesian.
0: Whoa. And not many
1: people know that, but it was on Disney property. That Wait, the you Beatles, say legal documents, why? It was legal documents. Oh, legal, He, he signed his law. His legal he, documents he said, hey, that I'm, the Beatles is, would be breaking up at wow. Polynesian on a family at the vacation. the Polynesian,
0: was it at the, the well, it wasn't the legal stitch uh luau, but the, the luau. No. I like to think it was at the luau no. before he's like, no, yeah. ah.
1: Well, because it was one of the first, it was one of the first That's right. There. So, um,
0: and I didn't know this. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. I think that's really like a really like obscure fact. That's a good one. But yeah. That's a
0: really good one. Next up. What is the thing that you haven't done in any of the parks that you want to do the most? This was an mm. easy one for me. I,
1: I, don't know. I mean, I guess I could say Tom's Sawyer Island.
0: No, 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 no,
1: oh, no. No, no. I'm talking about like, like, haven't done it. All
0: right. Park. So I'll give you mine. This is an exclusive that not many people get to do. Once I heard about it, and this is over in Disneyland. First off, I want to go to Disneyland. Oh. But in Disneyland, in a, in a small little part in the French Quarter, because they mm-hmm. have a French Quarter, that's the Haunted Mansion having more of a Louisiana Five, right? vibe to it. Um, there's a door that's almost unmarked, but it is the, the, the door that leads to Club 33, yeah. a very exclusive restaurant nestled within Disneyland. Uh, that I just, I I mean, that's a, a frequent stop of, of Waltz when he was in the parks. It was dignitaries, and the, the who's who would come through Club 33. And I'm a snob like that. I'm a I'm a star snob like that. I would love to just go to Club 33.
1: I love that. I think mine would be, now if I'm thinking about it, a VIP tour. Hmm. I've done a lot of tours at Disney, but a VIP tour is really cool because you can just do really whatever you want.
0: Speaking of the parks, I'm going to give you a blank check. And airfare is included. Which global worldwide Disney park are you going to?
1: I'm going to go to Tokyo.
0: Tokyo. That's mm-hmm. Land and Sea. Yep. Wait. Is Land and Sea the one that's... um? There's an Atlantis ride. A, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's probably mine too.
1: Yeah. I really want to do that. Because there's
0: Tokyo Disneyland. And then there's Land well that, and Sea, you know?
1: So, yeah, so they're together. Yeah. Okay. So the land is Disney. Tokyo Disneyland. And then... See is the other part but I think that would be um, the one I would be most interested in I mean I don't know I would love well, to see Shanghai such, they have, they have,
0: to. Shanghai has some cool I mean, unique rides so as well cool
1: things. Shanghai, Hong Kong So I want to do
0: we're going out Out. out far, far and there's an adventurous
1: by Disney trip that you can do all of them
0: hmm.
1: it's like $25,000
0: that start saving yeah. my shekels for that one all right, we're nearing the end of our interview here, but outside of the films, television, and parks, what's your favorite Disney offering?
1: I think if I had to go back in time, I would love nothing more than to visit the iconic old Disney store.
0: <laughs> you know where
1: you had <laughs> you like.
0: So we're in Western New York. We do this yeah. out of out of a secret location in Western New York.
1: We had a we had here. one here. Yeah, okay. we had it, and in the pile of toys, oh, yeah. like the so in animals. the middle,
0: there was the the big. I think smell. all of them had the same setup. Yeah, there's one big screen that was always co- constantly showing. We have two stores
1: here. We had two.
0: Sure.
1: Yeah, I think that would like that would be just that gave me. You know what though? Oh, I forgot about Disney Quest.
0: Oh, that's Disney a good one.
1: Quest is really good too. Um, Disney Quest. Also, I'm going to give a shout out to the Hoopde Doo Review Show Ooh, at I'd... the Wilderness um, okay. Campgrounds. That's really cool. I don't know. There's so many
0: really cool things.
1: I love it. What would you do? So for me, what's your favorite for me,
0: like my love of reading went to another level when I became a subscriber to Disney Adventures. Disney Adventures was every time a new issue came to my house. This is back I'm once again, dating myself here, but I think mid 90s, like I had I had stacks upon stacks. My mom recently gave these away and I, and I lament hearing about that. I was like, mom, why did you consult with me before? Uh, I had so many of them, but I loved each and every one of them. From the beginning to the end, they were filled with like little tidbits and, and newsy stuff. Interviews with celebrities, and there was comics. I remember they had like these oddball um, uh, parts of the world stories. There was a 3D issue. Every year they started doing a 3D issue. Came with came of glasses. In the comics, they did some really cool stuff. And a time when like, I also started discovering Well, then Nickelodeon Magazine came up, came around and Mad Magazine came around for me. But Disney Adventures was like, I loved it. Cool. So here's a fun one. What's an unpopular opinion about Disney?
1: An unpopular opinion? I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess like, I don't
0: know. Come on, it's a safe space.
1: I'm really upset. Well, this is like an unpopular opinion about something that Disney did. But maybe it is a popular opinion. I'm I'm really upset that they took away the Magical Express.
0: Oh, the, the the bus the bus from,
1: service from mm-hmm. the airport. I I'm really upset at Disney about this because I feel like half of the enjoyment as is now is like flying in, flying for, for in. The, out
0: of. So this is yeah. different from for you and yeah. me because I was in state in yeah. Florida. So, so like, I would drive. Your luggage
1: and, would automatically be delivered to yep, your hotel. I remember this. You would hop on a bus. And it was just, like, all your cares could be. Like, now I got to, like, get Tinker off Bell, and, like, get Tinker my Bell luggage. Tinkerbell came in and, and put some pixie dots in I to order an Uber. I just, like, you know what? That was one thing as a parent I was really looking forward to. And the it buses was, were
0: clean and, and, yeah, and, and it was, Disney-fied. I like, know.
1: It's, like, yeah. the one thing I'm, like, and some people, like, love that Disney got rid of it. And I'm just, like, no. But
0: it was complimentary, wasn't it? it was
1: complimentary. If you stayed at the parks, yep.
0: it was mm-hmm. part of
1: Yeah. Yep. So I'm, I'm really upset at Disney.
0: Unpopular opinion from for me We've talked about the the imagination that this company just breeds. And for me, I I mean, there's been few hits as far as the live action recreations. And there's now talks of a Moana live action. And I have positive outlook on that one because we actually got The Rock. And The Rock kind of looks like Maui. Yeah. I'll I'll give that. But it's only been, what, six years since Moana? Maybe five? I'm not... I don't have the exact year on me, but it's not that long ago. And for me, the other movies have been relatively, like they're all from the Renaissance age. We saw Little Mermaid. We saw Aladdin. But even Dumbo saw... and
1: Pinocchio, those are both flops. I mean, I just don't need it. I, I have the original. I don't
0: give need me, Give me, give me, I know there's new ideas there. There has to be. I refuse to believe that we've scraped the, the, everything there is in that seemingly endless pit of, of, of imagination and magic. <laughs> like yeah. give me, new things i want a completely fresh fresh new idea like princess and the frog was first off a return to the traditional animation which i loved it was a bold take on the frog prince story and like that give me more of that We talked about the emperor's new groove that was a completely different story that had never been seen uh the saddest one to me was the lion king the Lion King. I got a chance to see There's it. No reason. For it. Well, because the animated version is so just that animated. You yeah. the the newer live action one where it was CGI. I can't even call it live action. It was CGI. You had a warthog trying to emote the the feelings of Pumbaa. I loved Seth Rogen as the sound of Pumbaa. The laugh is very much Pumbaa, but it's, it's missing something there that that animation can only give you. So that's my hot take. Take it, Disney. Please do. Go back to being the the greatness you are and can be. I agree. And last, but certainly not least, we talk about the old stuff. We did a lot of nostalgic sightseeing here. But if you could bring back anything from the archives, from the past, that's not there. You mentioned the bus. The bus
1: bus is a big one
0: for me as a parent. But I'm I'm thinking like.
1: You know what? This is going to be maybe, maybe you remember this, right? Maybe you don't. We went to Disney in nineteen ninety five. We walk down Main Street and we hang up. We hang a right into Tomorrowland. Oh, I know. No. Okay. And my family go. My dad goes, "Oh, let's do this ride." The ride was Alien Encounter. Alien Encounter. And you mean, I, I mean, I was dead. Alien Encounter. But was I remember awesome. going back a few years later, and it was like a, stitch, a stitch version, yep, and yep. I thought it was. Genius! It was so clever.
0: Wait, st- the Stitch the one. The Stitch version, okay. it,
1: you know, the really alien encounter. But keep encounter was alien encounter. Scary. Alien encounter was
0: terrifying. It was terrifying, and it would breathe on you and spit on you, and it would yeah. come out in the middle in a tube. But
1: that's why I thought when they they made it the Stitch version, it wasn't as bad, and it made sense for yeah. Tomorrowland. Yeah. It was like, oh yeah, Stitch is crazy and goofy. The, t- and- the Tomorrowland
0: rebrand was awesome. I'm so glad that yeah. we got to see that. We got to see the old Tomorrowland. And yeah. i and I remember it fondly and i'm i'm and,
1: but I think that was just such like the stitch version of that was just such a fun like just it was different it was yeah. different yes. than the the other things, and so i I'm really big on things that kind of stand out as something different, you know
0: for me, I thought you were gonna go there, and i'm I'm glad you didn't because you mentioned Magic Kingdom and it was an old it's old forgotten ride, but i to me like it's still it it it, it resonates with me. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Oh
1: yeah. Tally ho! They still have it at Disneyland though.
0: See, that's what yeah. I I gotta go out there. I mean, and
1: honestly, did, Walt Disney World did away
0: with it. Now it's uh, many adventures, yeah. are winning the pool, which is a great dark ride. Yeah, it's a fantastic I, dark ride. I
1: will say though too. I mean, if we're gonna talk, oh, see, it's so hard because they're reimagining it. But Splash Mountain is just such an iconic Can I? ride in my life. All right, life. one more
0: for me. Then we're gonna we're gonna keep yeah. keep doing this. The things we gotta bring back. Uh, bring back the Dreamfinder. <laughs> This is a this has been a very like planning this podcast was a very contentious topic because we're we're Disney fanatics. My wife, eh, yeah, I brought up the, the, the topic of Figment, and she's like, Who the heck is Figment? <laughs> and I wanted to just I wanted to scroll out of my skin my like, who doesn't know who Figment is. A lot of I get I get it, I get it. But even more, even less people know about you the, have the to dream be a finder. Disney
1: World person.
0: That's the type of stuff you're gonna hear on this podcast, hopefully. The deep, deep, deep <laughs> dives. But the the Dreamfinder was the the creator of Figment, before it was Eric Idle and Figment at the Journey into and he's Imagination. Still like
1: I like we said, but we, we saw he's still of him out there. The they
0: bring they, the Dreamfinder makes his way there. out there every once in a while and shows up and and he's there. But yeah. uh, bring back the old G, uh, maybe Captain EO. That's that was brought back for a bit, right? Yeah. And then I don't- yeah.
1: What are you buzzing about?
0: What am I buzzing about? Uh, we mentioned it. I love my Marvel and Loki. Loki yeah. season two just, just came and went, but it's still there on Disney Plus if you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen the first season of Loki, go back and watch that because we talk about Mandalorian being probably the best thing that they've done with the Star Wars acquisition. Loki is not the best as far as Marvel is concerned, but in this new phase that's trying to find itself, the Loki show has been phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. It's There's a lot of Doctor Who vibes in it. I love time traveling. Yeah. And he's anything said, and he's, he's, great. he's great i i hope uh we see more of loki in the rest of the phases to come and, and oh, productions well you gotta watch season two i don't okay. know it, it 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 definitely sets up things for this next coming kang dynasty if we do that i don't know that's still tbd we'll see what happens but i've loved it the, the cast has been great owen wilson as mobius uh, yeah. and and his and his love of jet skis, I, I I loved it all. It was great. Go watch it.
1: um, I'm buzzing about I'm loving on Disney plus their Disney One Hundred short. Yes, we have watched it multiple times. I think it is for a lot of us who really are these like big Disney nuts. I think it was like the perfect thank you. Oh to a generation of people who grew up with everything. And um, I really, I cannot suggest it enough to you. And to really like spend time on Disney Plus, they have amazing documentaries. The Mickey documentary is fantastic. The Stan Lee documentary is fantastic. Um, The Disney Imagineering, I cannot recommend enough. And then I'm gonna give a second buzz is, I did just finish the Bob Iger biography. Ooh, and if you if you're if you're a Disney fan, I think it's definitely worth a read um for some hot takes on things that happen with Disney. So those are my two big buzzes That
0: that bad. once upon a studio was awesome. Yeah, Just once seeing all the all those one-off yeah. characters. That was going to be one of the questions on here yeah. is like what's that one character you remember like Ferdinand the bull? <laughs> yeah. Uh the the little the little car that flies. I forget the name of it. The two hats? Yeah. Do you remember the two hats? Yeah that fall in love and then they get separated and then they end up on horses. Just those, those were the deep cuts. I I, yeah. I love, but uh, that's what we're buzzing about. Hopefully this podcast gives you reason to buzz. Yep. right? Mm-hmm. So now we're hoping to make this a two-way conversation with our audience. We're hoping to be engaged, to have a means of taking your questions and we have a mailbag segment. Yep. This mailbag segment, it's our very first one. So I'm, I'm surprised we got a, we got an email from, from from a listener. We already have a listener, We already Annie. have
1: one listener. Amazing.
0: This, this one comes from Sarah L. That's interesting. Yeah. I think that name's uh, awfully familiar. And she writes, what is the most underrated part of any Disney park?
1: I think one of the most underrated parts of Disney parks is the way that they were set up. There's always a bench and a trash can.
0: Mm.
1: And I think like as a consumer, we ignore those things, um, but they spend a lot of time on the design of these parks and well, it was very t- garbage and rest and tidiness. And I think even like bathrooms are something that's underrated the way that the bathrooms are set up. You know, I think that's really underrated about Disney parks is how much time and effort go into the planning um, that we as a customer are always comfortable and always have options, and you know everything is methodically placed there. The, the shade of the tree, and um you know the colors of the floor. So I think that's really underrated. I don't think people really think enough about that.
0: I love that you bring up the trash component because it's it's one of the things you notice. It's always very well kept. The, the showkeepers do a fantastic job, but as cast members in the parks, we always were told you had to do. It was Disney scoop. You saw anything, even if you're not. That's not your your role, but it is your role. Yeah, it's, it is you got to maintain a, the clean magic, yeah. and and also the if keys you're to
1: the kingdom, man, show
0: you yeah. you brought me you brought it up. Uh, if you have a chance to do the keys to the kingdom tour at Magic yeah, Kingdom, it. it is so cool because it's a it's a behind the scenes look. I got to do it as a cast member because I I said I have to sign up for this. But the thing that I marveled most about there's that word again, uh, the underground trash tubes. Yeah, it's these huge tubes. That just shoot out trash beyond the park limits you would think of the amount of trash that, that gets produced by all the the, the, the attendees of, of the parks and it gets taken to its, its facility off site but in like 60 mile an hour speeds it's amazing it's a brilliant feat of engineering and uh yeah mm-hmm. part of the magic yeah so if you Want to submit your mailbag question for us.
1: We have an email, bibbitybobbitybuzzpodcast at gmail.com. And then you can obviously follow us on social media as well at bibbitybobbity buzz on Instagram. That's a
0: tough one. It's B I B B I D I B O B B I D I -I 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 Buzz Podcast.
1: Just Google. It. Hey, yeah,
0: it's <laughs> it's the fairy godmother song. Yeah. You, you just it should be it should yeah. be in our heads, I think. I love
1: it. The spelling it. though. It's tough one.
0: It. So hopefully we'll have more of these. Yeah. Right? Mhm. Uh, yep, our plan is to have once a month, every other every other three weeks, perhaps. So yep. we appreciate you listening and, and, and loving hopefully what we do. Let us know if we're doing anything good, anything bad. We want to hear from you.
1: And we're excited to bring you the buzz. S- <laughs> Right?
0: We have a Disney character named Buzz, right? Where are <laughs> slogan should be to, to infinity and beyond or something, but we went through a was